What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita. We are back in action here. Uh, we are coming off the heels of a couple of great podcast episodes, interviews with players, both Major League players and top prospects, and we've got another one lined up for today. Uh, if you guys missed it, you can go back and check out my conversation with Anthony Rendon. And, of course, uh, we just spoke with DJ Hers, one of the breakout stars of the Fall League, the Arizona Fall League, of course. And today, joining us, we have another Fall star. Uh, he's currently the number nine prospect in the Philadelphia Phillies farm system, according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, he's someone that I got to know a little bit out at the Fall League, greatly enjoyed talking with him. Uh, and I'm so glad to have him here. He's an outfielder, Gabriel Rincones Jr. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. I don't know how many podcasts you've gotten to do, but you're in for a treat today. Should be a fun time. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. So first things first, you spent the majority of your life, or at least you spent a big chunk of your life in Scotland. How many years did you live in Scotland? Seven. Seven years. And why were you out in Scotland? My dad's job, he's a safety advisor uh, on the oil rigs out there. So, um, and also, like, the state of Venezuela at the time wasn't as bad as it is now, but he kind of saw, like, it'd be better if we moved out. Uh, and uh, I'm, we, he had the opportunity, so he took us out to Scotland. Now, he told me, hey, we're going on vacation. And it was just like, I'm still on vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's the baseball scene like in Scotland? uh none well the league <laughs> league there were no leagues back then but like now there's a lot more interest in the sport like my my personal buddies uh in my neighborhood like they would make fun of me for even like bringing up you know baseball as a topic of discussion they would like laugh at me and stuff but now the, the interest is a lot bigger because uh you know great britain um you know went to the baseball classic and uh there's more traction down in england uh, not not exactly Scotland, uh, but back when I grew up, it was pretty tough to. I I didn't play organized baseball at all, to be honest. I did a, a bunch of other stuff, just not baseball. So how were you improving at baseball if you weren't playing in an organized league? Over there, I wasn't. I mean, the Edinburgh the Edinburgh Cannons uh, was the team that I would play on Sundays. It's just like a, it was like a Sunday, Sunday league, uh, men's team. Uh, you know, my dad would, whenever my dad would be in town, cause he would be four weeks on, four weeks off. Uh, I would get up early morning, pretty much dressed out cause I wanted to go play. Uh, we'd drive about an hour and play for a couple hours. And I wasn't really allowed to play the first, first couple of years just cause they're like grown men. Uh, but then I got to like, nine maybe ten i'd start playing but it was every now and then on sundays and it wasn't like i wouldn't face pitching it was just like all right you time, you have time for cash like yeah throw me a ball over here let me dive for this ball but i would just you know play soccer with uh or f football uh over there play some uh do some judo and swimming and it was a lot of just kid stuff not really uh, baseball. Baseball is a kid's game, but uh, not none for me over there. So how did you, when did you first start playing in an organized league? I was two and a half, about three years old in Venezuela because I grew up in Venezuela the first, first six years. Um, 
and my dad was uh he played professionally as well so uh growing up in venezuela and like that environment I've, it always stuck with me and i loved it so um after seven six seven years in scotland my parents kept asking me like what do you want to be what do you want to be i was like i want to I play baseball not knowing like what i would have to do so they gave me the opportunity they sent me over here um i've been here ever since eighth grade uh and who'd you live with here in the states? My uncle Roberto. You know, he did he did me a great great favor to my parents and I for like, giving me shelter and everything I needed to you know, do what I needed to do like school wise and uh, baseball wise. Even though the first two years of high school I didn't make the team, I got cut, so wasn't looking too bright the first two years. <laughs> and that that was in Florida. Yeah, Plant High School. Under so, Dennis Braun. Florida's a great state to, to grow up playing baseball in. Yeah. I imagine. There were probably were there a lot of guys that you were seeing uh who you're now circling back with and you're seeing in the minor leagues who maybe you played against in high school? Yeah. So Jack Caglione, he's uh two years yeah. younger than me. He uh, I love Jack. He's like my little brother. A uh, little big brother because that, that dude's bigger than me. But uh I, upperclassmen like Cal Tucker uh, was there, Connor Scott uh, like obviously Pete is a little older, Pete Alonzo as well as like Preston Tucker but I mean those guys would always be around uh, BP and whenever they'd have time off in the fall like they'd come around uh, and like it was, I mean Plant's always a powerhouse for, for baseball because it's they have a good coach and good program they run over there so I saw Jack play out at the College World Series last year. Uh, he's going to be a great. He's going to be a great yeah. player. Um, yeah. He is already in college. Do you think he's going to do the two way thing, or do you think he's oh, going to yeah. end up? Yeah. They told. I mean, when he's when he committed to Florida as a pitcher, like everybody would like told him, "Hey, you're going to go over there, Florida, to pitch. Like you, it's too hard to do two way thing." And I mean, look at him now. Like the kid has talent and he works hard. So it's like it's usually you either have one or the other. But like when you got guys that have both and they actually put it to use, you get like Jack. So, so were you uh, were you watching a lot of his games last year, College World yeah. Series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was locked in. <laughs> they had a great team. We're uh, Horn Frogs fans. My sister went to TCU, so we made the drive out to Omaha from Chicago. Uh, great trip. Highly recommend it to any of the listeners who haven't done the College World Series thing before. Uh, one thing I would offer as a tip. Buy your tickets like the day of. There's no need to buy tickets out in advance. I was scared that the tickets were going to sell out. So I bought all these tickets out in the bleachers. And then like the day of, I ended up probably buying tickets. I just, I didn't even sell the bleacher tickets. I just bought infield tickets for probably the same price as what the bleacher tickets I bought days earlier were for. (laughs) (laughs) Great experience. Highly recommend it. Um, You, of course, played at Florida Atlantic. And yeah. Florida Atlantic, I mean, they've had a great basketball team the last couple of years. Have you been tracking it all this season? No, but I'd go to I'd go to a couple games uh, before they would, you know, they're the FAU basketball team that they are now. Wasn't really packed yeah. out at the time, but <laughs> now they're, you know, they get after it. Those guys have been playing really good basketball, but I don't really keep track. Big Owls guy right here. <laughs> yeah, go Owls. <laughs> Uh, Gabriel, can you break out the Scottish accent for us? Yeah, just 
just fire away just ask what you want and I'll and respond to it in, in my accent it's a little different because speaking to Americans it, it doesn't come out as fluid but when I go back go back home uh, with my pals in, in Fife it's, it just comes like a lot like a lot natural um, right now it feels a bit forced just because I'm speaking to you you know it's, <laughs> it's different do a, lot, do a lot of people play golf in Scotland there's a question yeah. for you yeah I mean not where I'm from because small town in, in Glenrothes it's not nothing you don't really do anything there's no golf courses there's a couple uh, soccer pitches and but Glenrothes is like you go somewhere else if you want to do something to be honest are you a fan have you ever watched any reality competition shows like Survivor Amazing Race anything like that um over there like reality shows would be like Big Brother yeah but Big Brother uh, UK yeah yeah that was me and like Love Island I don't watch that crap <laughs> I, my my sisters and my mom they love that show and my girlfriend likes that show I don't like I don't like watching that crap <laughs> I, well the reason I ask is because there's a new show that takes place in Scotland it's an American show called really? The Traders. yeah it's like uh, is that like a wilderness type of thing so the traders is a show where they pull people like they've got 20 celebrities, which are, you know, reality TV veterans. They're not like, you know, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie kind of celebrities. They're, you know, reality stars from the American Big Brother, Survivor, Desperate or uh, Real Housewives, people like that. So they get 20 of them. They put them in this castle in Scotland and <laughs> three of them are the murderers known as the traitors. So it's a murder mystery game. And each, each episode they eliminate somebody by murdering them. Although they don't actually kill them. They just send them out of the castle. Yeah. Everybody else is trying to figure out and pinpoint the identity of these traitors. So I was wondering you know, if you would, yeah. Do you know where, like what uh, castle or where it is? The Ardross castle in the Highlands. I was I was curious because I wouldn't imagine them doing something like that at like a touristy uh, castle like Stirling on Edinburgh Castle. So I was curious. Yeah. So it looks. I mean, it looks like an old time castle. Now I don't know if they're actually sleeping in that castle. I think they're just shooting everything there. Yeah. They probably stay in a hotel. Um, but shameless plug here on the Jack Vita Show, we are covering the traders each week with Stephanie Lagrosa Kendrick from season one of the traders so it's on peacock it's a lot of fun each episode we'll be providing a recap on it uh you'll probably want to check out that show you'll you'll be yeah, looking around that's intriguing i want to i want to check that out <laughs> have you been to the highlands yeah yeah i see some highland cows some highland coos <laughs> looks beautiful there yeah it is so okay you got drafted in 2022 third round pick you were unable to play that year you were injured what was that process like of getting drafted coming into the Phillies farm system and I mean was it tough to just have to be patient and sit and wait to play and not be able to play for a whole year um yes and no because I was more worried about like will I get healthy will I be you know stupid stuff that your brain comes up uh, with when you're in a situation with a lot of unknowns, but that's when, uh, if you, if you're well rooted in your faith, that's when that part of human nature doesn't get to you as much. So, because I have sometimes, you know, I obviously get out of, 
a good habit of staying in my faith and talking to God and trusting in Christ. And But because I have that, those times are easier to get out of when I do fall into those worries, uh, simply just because being in the presence of God takes away all the unnecessary uh, feelings of worries, doubts, anxieties. But yeah, like I would be in rehab and every day would be a different type of pain. And I felt like yesterday felt better than the, the current day I was in. Uh, but that's just like the ups and downs of rehabs. And you see guys go in before, uh, after you get in uh, and then leave before you do in rehab. I wasn't one of those guys. Well, some of them uh, with minor, more minor stuff would come in, but there were some guys there that have been there for two years and they'd see me come in for six months and leave. I, you know, if you don't have uh, a good faith, I can't imagine how bad that must feel. So I uh, uh, encourage anybody that is doing stuff like that to uh, not be so focused in uh, what they can do because you can only do so much like, you know, when things are out of your control, like, you know, open the Bible every now and then, every day, make it a habit and see how your life changes. But uh, I, I enjoyed my time in rehab just because I was, I knew I was getting stronger and um, I was going to come back better than I was at FAU. Just, I, I didn't have an arm at FAU. I was just trying to get through the season. So I was excited, if anything. Well, I love what you had to say there about your relationship with Christ and, um, to pair, to sum it up, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, when you go through those seasons where it's like, man, my body isn't what I'd like it to be right now. I can't play or whatever hardship or difficulty, those times are when we can grow in our relationship with Christ and we're forced to rely on God and put our trust in him. Yeah, because uh, you become something much bigger than what you actually are rather than being like the mere flesh and blood of being a human being but if you're trying to be in the presence of god because it's it's an attempt because you're going to fail it's going to only get harder but you become something bigger and you, you you just do more things that you you're not even capable of thinking of doing so uh but that's more of like long long-term fruits of uh sticking with good faith amen how did you uh come to know christ uh, I always felt like I loved God, but uh, before my year at FAU, um, I just, you know, I would do certain things and afterwards regret them doing them, but keep doing it anyway and going back to that, you know, lukewarm type of, uh, be that lukewarm type of um, believer because my family's Catholic and I don't really understand the whole divide between Catholics and Christians. I get it. But I think that it's it's something created by not not God because you're trying to follow the same God and you believe in Christ and uh, I just follow the Bible and follow try to follow what the words of Christ says. Um, but I was a lukewarm Christian uh, before I got to FAU, and this is why I say like the way that things panned out for me, I could, I couldn't draw it up any better just because at torn labrum, uh, Juco guy, I asked for 800. Uh, I did everything I, I could possibly do play win player of the year for the state of Florida. And I even asked the year, like this before the season started, what do I have to do to be a third round guy or, uh, be a top three rounder? 
And he's like, you got to just be the best in Florida. And then uh, I was like, okay. I went out and did that. Uh, even though Spencer Rich had a better year than me, in my opinion, uh, 30 games and 10 homers, 400. I mean, uh, but I, they gave me the award. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't even get a single call on draft day that year. And very, very, very bitter, very angry because I obviously didn't want to go to school. I was going to school to play baseball. Um, and I'm very glad I did go back or uh, did go back for another year at FAU because that year uh, I said, I'm tired of living the way I'm living. So I'm actually going to try and do something about it. And I started reading the Bible more often. Uh, I met my girlfriend who uh, obviously... I know people now where I see myself the way uh, I was when I first met her because you meet someone who's better in their faith than you are and then you want to stack up how you do with other people. You say, oh, well, I'm not like you or I'm not there yet. Uh, I don't know how to do that. But it's it's like that. that's not coming from God. Like that's coming from uh, more like evil influence, uh, trying to infiltrate your mind to think that um, so that it keeps you away from God. Uh, so everybody has that kind of mentor, and that mentor for me was my girlfriend. Um, so, and that being said, like, she had to put up with a lot of stuff, like, on my end, just because I had a past. She didn't really have a past, but because she's in Christ, she was able to you know, forgive me and, and get past that. Whether if she wasn't, it would be a lot harder to even trying to. So uh, that year at FAU, it was, I completely just put my trust in, in God and every day I would do my Bible time. And instead of worrying about uh, the draft and worry about the season, which I did a lot um, the year before that, and that got me nowhere because it was more of like God trying to say, look, this is how you do it and look how well you did, but you're not, you're not putting me first, so you're not getting everything you want. You put me first at FAU, and things happen the way I plan them to be, not the way you think you know is best. And the way he had it planned out is way better than what I wanted, you know. So um, I gave my life to Christ February, like right before the season. I think it was February 18th of 21, and... Um, you know, I, I look at things completely different now because giving your life to Christ means living a completely different life. And it means that other people can't, well, they can, but it has no hold on you when they try to say, you did this, you did that. Like, they can only judge you after the stuff you do after um, you try to live for Christ. Um, and hey, you might fail and stuff, but... Uh, it's the constant pursuit and uh, abundant life is continual dependence on Christ. So I keep trying to live, live to that. Amen, man. That's, that's incredible. So, um, started thinking more about the sovereignty of God and how God is directing your paths when you're putting him first. And, uh, it sounds like Christ has just radically transformed your life in a short amount of time. Yeah. Like everything I worked, try to work up to and try to achieve like all the work I put in like yeah it was necessary that I worked that hard but it wasn't gonna come true unless I did that one thing was try to put 
God first and actually putting him first and uh, not prioritize something else and not follow God because I want to achieve something. It was just put him first and everything that comes to you is, is you'll be content with what you get. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. And so I think that's uh, a little bit of why you've got the Instagram bio, Jesus, Sleep, and Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, I can't go with either one, like without either of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, that makes me curious. So obviously, Jesus occupies, um, is it the center of your life? That's first and foremost. So how much sleep are you, like, do you need to get each night? Are you, are you a good sleeper? I love I love to sleep. I love to sleep. And after coming back from Japan, I think it really has put me in a good sleeping uh, schedule because I I get really tired around eight o'clock. I hit the bed, hit in my bed at eight thirty and fall asleep by nine. And I'm I keep waking up at four five o'clock. And and I mean the, that's time I I love it. Like getting up at five, even if I'm a little tired. Like if you wake up early and the first thing you do out of bed is you know you hit hit, hit your knees and and say the Lord's prayer and spend time a little bit, just a little bit of time in the Bible, like one chapter, like I'm a terrible reader. I, I can't read more than a page to save my life. And I, I don't know what I'm reading. So I only read a chapter and I digest that and I take notes on what I think I understand from it. And, and I just have a conversation with God and it's that constant uh, attempt to be in his presence, you know, like a friend and not like a, like a, you know, a teacher where you go into class and you have for an hour and then you forget about him after you leave, you know. Yeah, having a relationship with yeah. Christ, not just, uh, oh, yeah, I kind of know that guy. It's like, no, 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 yeah. I love that guy. He's my best friend. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you sleep well, you pray, you read God's word. And what are you, what's your like go-to Chipotle order? Do you always, do you always get the same thing or do you shake it same up sometimes? Thing. No, no, same thing. I, I don't like vegetables, but I do like <laughs> calories. So I do double wrap burrito, uh, extra white rice, extra black beans, double chicken, queso, maybe a little bit of hot sauce, uh, cheese, and sometimes lettuce. I haven't been getting lettuce that often. Uh, but that thing comes out the size of, like my head honestly it's like a like a medium-sized baby <laughs> i feel like we're living in a chipotle renaissance right now because i don't know i guess it could differ by location but here in chicago i mean chipotle i remember when i was you know i'm 29 so i'm a few years older than you um when i was in high school like around 2010 chipotle was booming you get those gigantic burritos they were huge it was so good and I think about like two, three years ago, at least around here, the portion sizes got really small. The quality, a lot of times it wasn't as fresh as it, like what it used to be. The quality was down. And now all of a sudden, I feel like it's way back up again. The portion sizes yeah. are up. My brother told me that apparently, is this is again, this is me sounding old. I'm not on TikTok. But apparently on TikTok, a lot of people were calling out Chipotle and saying like, what has happened to Chipotle? The portion sizes are so small, and now we're now we're back. It feels like Chipotle's back. Yeah, dude. I I try to if I eat out fast food, only go to Chipotle. I've actually been getting into Fresh Kitchen, but the thing about Fresh Kitchen is that I go in and I get this like carnivore, carnivorous meal, and then everybody's looking at me like, 
sideways because I'm at Fresh Kitchen and I'm not getting vegetables. I'm like, dude, leave me alone. Huh? I'm just <laughs> give me, please give me my order. I don't want no vegetables. Don't give me no like weird couscous or broccoli. Just <laughs> sweet potatoes is as far as I'll go. But Fresh Kitchen, that's uh, their chicken and steak is unreal. What about Qdoba or Moe's? Have you been to either of those? Moe's is too salty for me. Their steak is really salty. And I'm just, I don't like the rice. It's kind of like a hard texture. Qdoba, uh, I've had it once or twice. I did like it. It's just, there's not that many around me to me even like make the switch from Chipotle to Qdoba. Qdoba's good. It's pretty similar, honestly. It's it's pretty similar and like I said, like a couple years ago, I felt like I was really big on Qdoba when I thought Chipotle was starting to dip. But now I think Chipotle is back. So yeah, I uh, I've been cooking my, on my own, and honestly, I prefer that over all of them, to be honest. And not only from my my wallet's standpoint, but <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I just taste better when it's home, like home cooked, and I don't know. It's just different. So you just spent your first year in minor league baseball uh spent majority of the year in jersey shore another section of the year in clearwater um and i'm curious because obviously i imagine you're traveling quite a bit it's harder to to make your own food so what what are you eating when you're on the road is it harder to maintain that healthy lifestyle or are you able to get chipotle a lot when you're on the road is that like all you eat um i this last season was not a good example of me like staying disciplined and cooking because <laughs> my go-to was Carabas, DoorDash, like Chipotle. Uh, yeah, I, I really need to do better uh, on that. But my go-to, there's a Carabas almost everywhere, and or an Applebee's, but I, Applebee's is a little weird. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Yeah, it's got. I think it's got to be hard. What is there anything about minor league baseball that has really surprised you? Something you weren't expecting? You're like, oh wow, interesting. Um. Yeah. This whole like paying for our housing and food and CBA and our wages going up. Like I'm. I'm like, super glad about it. But I also look back and I'm like, there's so many players that, you know, because of that probably didn't get to the big leagues or probably didn't become all stars. I'm not saying like. It, if you gave them what we had, they would have, all of them, but uh, definitely a privilege that I'm grateful for and that I'm not a player growing up, you know, five years ago uh, in the system. So, like, the amount of pampering that we get compared to, like, past players is very grateful for that. So they take care of you guys better now. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, it sounds like you're enjoying it then. You don't have any complaints. No, uh, nah, every day is a good day, and even when you have bad days, you're still breathing. You know, you can still have a good day. It's hard to hard to say, or hard, hard to do, easy to say, but uh, it's working hard day, day at a time. So, you know, you were in Jersey Shore and Clearwater, and with you being a Florida guy, I imagine you had a little more fun playing in Clearwater than out in New Jersey, right? Dude, Clearwater was so much fun. I had a lot. Like, that team was special. I mean, it was it was a good team. Called it Pressureville. So every time we'd get on, we just, even if we didn't hit, we just, we'd score a run. Uh, and uh, Jersey was also fun. It's just, the like, I don't know, it's Florida. It's Clearwater. It's, 
it's like the, where we have spring training and the, the fans here in Clearwater are a little bit more lively. Clearwater's a great spot. We've been vacationing there every year as a family since I was a kid. We, we go to Indian Rocks Beach. Big, big fan of that area. Great area. Yeah, I, uh, I, I prefer Clearwater Beach, but Indian Rocks is also a good spot. Uh, I personally wouldn't live here. I like more of a, this is more of a vacation, uh, but Ooh, I like it. I like it. Where would yeah. you like to live when you get that big league contract? Uh, Texas has pretty good prices on houses, a lot of land, but I don't know. I haven't explored the country enough because I just came back from Arizona and I like the weather there, but it just seems like it's like super, it's just not meant to be lived in, you know? <laughs> Like, it would be a nice little vacation place, but I like Texas. I like Florida. I don't really know yet. Uh, maybe Montana. I haven't gone up there. I feel like Nashville would be a good spot. Nashville? Yeah, I've, I've been up to that area. It's just not enough. I need to go check I, it out. I think you'd like Tennessee because I. it sounds like you like warmer weather, but you don't like unbearably hot weather like Texas or Arizona. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I love the cold, but I also love the hot. I just yeah, yeah. Nashville, you kind of get a little more of a mix of those things. It doesn't get yeah. too cold like Chicago does, where it's negative ten last night here. But mm. you know, it's it's pretty sunny. It's nice, but it's also a little more woodsy. Um, I think I think you'd like it. I was just out there for the winter meetings and saw a lot of people. It's a good time. I think you'll you'll have to check out Nashville. I think you'd like it there. You've been to Arizona, like yeah, yeah. We were dude. out there together. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That was my first time there, and my fingertips started cracking so bad that I would look down. I'm like, did I cut myself? I haven't <laughs> coked recently, and, I, and they would start bleeding. And I was like, there's no way this state is making me crack that bad <laughs> that I'm bleeding from nothing. But yeah, every time, every time I put on something long sleeve, I wouldn't sweat. So it was awesome. When I'm out in Arizona, that's always like you make your when you go out somewhere. So I was out there for eight weeks. I was probably out there about the same amount of time as you, maybe a little longer. Because um, I, I actually stayed until Thanksgiving. I didn't want to go home right away. I was like, I'm gonna play golf. I'm gonna hang out. Yeah, that's Got great. friends out here, players, people hanging out with a lot of baseball people. So, um, but you know, like when you go somewhere, whether it's a vacation or if you're gonna camp out and stay there for a while, maybe it's like a minor league you know, you get called up somewhere, you're going to like you, I feel like you always make that first run to CVS or Walgreens. Where you're like, I got to get a few of these things. And the number one thing that I'm running to get is like hand lotion because of the dryness that you're describing. I always, it always catches me by surprise because we get our hands get like that this time of year. Cause it's so cold and dry, but it's like that year round in Arizona. Yeah. So it's, it's it was nuts. <laughs> Did that affect you at all, like gripping a bat or anything like that? Did it feel weird? No? No, because uh, when I'm, like, I don't know, like, I, I used to I swing a lot. Like, in high school, I would swing till like, my hands bled, so I don't really get blisters anymore. So if there's anything like a, like a bruised finger or, like, really bad blister, I, when I'm, as soon, I just grip the bat a little tighter, and it hurts a little bit for a the time that I'm gripping it, but then it kind of goes away once you start focusing on the pitchers. So not really. 
how'd you like the fall league? Do you miss it at all? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, there were good times there. I, I had a lot of fun and it's easy to have fun when you're playing well. It's, it's hard to have fun when you're not playing well. So <laughs> yeah, had you had fun. a great, you had a great fall league for the Scottsdale Scorpions. Uh, were there any guys that you really enjoyed getting a chance to know who you hadn't met before from other organizations? Yeah, pretty much everybody on my team, like Reggie, like Victor, Trey, DJ. DJ was a great guy to be around. Uh, like Israel Pineda. Well, I can name pretty much everybody on that team from off the top of my head. Because I, I, I don't know, I really enjoyed being around those guys. Um, yeah, but it was it was a great team. Um, and then at the home run derby, um, as well as the, the All Star game, I, I met yeah. a couple guys there like Ivan and uh, Kevin. Tommy Tommy Gianni. Yep. Oh, uh, Contra too. Too. Yeah. Um, yep. Those guys are great guys, and I mean, it was fun. Yeah, it was. Kevin Alcantara was a uh, he was fun. I interviewed him and. He wanted to do the whole thing in English. The obviously, these teams have programs for those who don't know that help guys who come from Spanish-speaking countries that don't know English. They help teach them English, and he wanted to do apparently all of his interviews in English. So he did the interview in English. And um, Josh Schwam, shout out to our communications director of the Fall League, uh, Josh text me and he's like can you email me the questions for kevin because he wants to look them over and have an answer ready and i'm like man i love how this guy is just really wanting to like thinking about what he wants to say and how then he had uh anna lee who i'm sure you met at some point she was helping him out if he needed a little help with translation and stuff like that but he was a great interview and his nickname is the jaguar i don't know if you knew that yeah he has he has a couple pendants that has to has his little uh, logo on it. It's kind of sick. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like asking him what what TV shows do you like to watch, and he said the animal the Animal Channel uh, or Animal Network or whatever it's called. And he's like, I just I'm like he's like I love going to the zoo. I love giraffes. Like he's telling me all about these animals. I was like, who knew? Dude, I I the time I was in Arizona, I cried. I, uh, my roommate Mitch Newborn uh, was watching TV, and we put on Animal Planet. And I'm go. stuck on the TV like this. I'm like, and I, I'm just zen. I'm watching these <laughs> animals, and I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> Did you watch the aquarium show? No. Okay, that one. I was I was really into that a couple years ago. It's like a whole. It's probably it was only on for three seasons, and it's just like documenting the Georgia Aquarium. And the Georgia Aquarium is the biggest aquarium, uh, at least in the U.S. And they have whale sharks in it. So they got those, like, whale sharks are the biggest fish uh, in the sea. They're gigantic. Yeah. So um, big fan of that show. Very much zen. Very relaxing. Like, if you are stressed out, put on the animal planet. <laughs> I like the an land animals more than I do sea. <laughs> what, are you, what are you watching? You watching anything on Netflix or any shows right now? Documentaries? Movies? Right now? No. Um... No, not, nothing right now, but uh, a couple, not going before I was like, nah, dude, I'm not watching that crap. That's that's weird, but there's a couple of anime shows that I am deep into, and it's not, I'm not like this anime savant, like I don't, I don't go and watch a bunch, only like two or three, which 
It was really, really cool. Uh, like Jujutsu Kaisen and um, Demon Slayer, but I'm I'm a big war, war movie guy. I think I told you yeah, that over you in did, Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah. Braveheart. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love Braveheart. Uh, which go. which is a little different, just because that that movie's not act, like historically accurate. It's it's uh, Braveheart wasn't actually William Wallace the. The, the nickname Braveheart was given to Robert the Bruce, uh, who helped William Wallace. Um, but Robert the Bruce got the nickname Braveheart because when he he died, um, his heart was taken to in a silver case was taken. Um, I forget the the knight's name, but they go and fight the Spanish, and uh, the knight says, uh, "Lead me." Uh, Bruce in the battle and they like he throws his heart at uh the Spaniards as they're like going to fight them on horseback which is dope that's how they got the nickname Braveheart but they got slaughtered and the heart went back to Scotland so um are you a fan of do you like any mob movies or anything like that like The Departed or I want I want you said mob movies yeah I I put down the, a Bronx tale. I want to watch that. Uh, I'm a big movie clip guy, like a lot of movie shorts. Yeah. yeah. It's just like movie clips. Just like <laughs> that's dope. I want to watch it, but I don't have the patience to watch the whole movie. So I just, I like watching clips, but a Bronx tale looks like a cool movie and I, it's too good for me to like just watching clips. I want to go watch it, the whole thing, but, uh, the Godfather series. I like that those movies uh the goodfellas i haven't seen oh that's great one of my favorites really good goodfellas casino the departed those three scorsese scorsese ah scorsese flicks those are great um you know there's a world war ii documentary on netflix that i've had a couple people actually rendon was one of the guys he's like this thing is the best world war ii documentary i've ever seen um that's not Band of Brothers, uh, right? No, it's a documentary. It's a, a documentary. New one. Yeah, oh. uh, yeah. I Band of Brothers with the the guy from Friends. Yeah, on there. I sh- yeah, yeah. He, he passed away, I think. Right? No, no. That's the that other guy, Chandler. Chandler. Yeah, I, I didn't watch Friends either, but uh, uh, Band of Brothers. I watched uh, on the flight to Japan. It was actually kind of dope. What were you doing in Japan? My little sister took a gap year there. She's finishing up a year in Japan. She just loves the culture there. And also, uh, her, she followed me whenever I did something like sports wise, she would, you know, go in after me, like swimming. She hated swimming and judo. She went after me and now she's a black belt, but I left to come here and she stuck with it. So, uh, judo is Japanese and she loves the whole culture there. Uh, so she went over there for a gap year, and she's still over there uh, trying to live independently. 19-year-old, but, you know, she's still, she's still learning. How many siblings do you have? I have an older sister who uh, just had a baby. Uh, she couldn't go to Japan. Then I have a younger sister. Very cool. And what are you most looking forward to about spring training? I mean, it's coming up really quickly. Uh facing as many big leaguers and as many all-star big leaguers as I can and and just not letting them beat me. 
and hold my own and you know winning a lot of those those competitions just stacking myself up against them so even if nobody sees or thinks that I'm ready for the big leagues and as long as I feel like I can tear that league up uh, that's what I'm looking forward to is there anyone that you're excited to get to spend a little more time around that maybe you can learn a couple things from or maybe get a chance to outdo them in camp and be like, okay, we're, we're like two weeks in and Rikones is hitting better than Kyle Schwarber or something like that. <laughs> uh, Simone Muziotti. Uh, he, uh, you know, he had some big league time and he last year before I even started the season, uh, he would teach me a couple things out in the outfield because he's a good runner, good defensive guy. And I was talking smack to him. Uh, he acts a lot older than he actually is. So I think it's funny. I, I want to, be able to he can hit too that, that guy rakes he raked up in triple a so i want to just so i can kind of you know play jokes uh to him i want to play better than him but <laughs> pretty much everybody i i'm those guys are all my my brothers so uh, uh i want to i want to stack up against against those guys too goals for 2024 uh not not let myself think about stupid you know, numerical stats because the more you try to chase those numerical stats, the less you're going to produce them. And I want to like kind of fall in a trance where it's like I'm all I'm focusing on is how much bigger can my ego be that I don't want let I want I don't want to let any pitcher beat me like I'm simply going there because I have a job to do and that guy's trying to mess it up you know uh if I can beat him whether it be like with a long a b and or dropping in a run uh, as long as I keep winning like the majority of my battles with the pitchers then honestly that will give you a very good numerical season so I want to stay with that do you pay any attention to prospect rankings or anything like that i mean mlb.com they got you at number nine in the phillies farm system is that on your radar at all no um i mean a little bit obviously because you open your phone and it's there and you hear your name you know you hear someone talking about you in real life it's the same thing you like you're curious about it but at the same time like if if they're saying stuff that you don't like and what's what's the what's the point in joining conversation you know, or like, you just let them talk or whether it be good things or bad things, they can do the same amount of damage to your mental. So if, I try not to get into that, even though, you know, sometimes you look it up, sometimes you search in your name and see what some people are saying, but it's, I try not, I try to stay away from that. That's wise. <laughs> How did you, yeah. what was the experience like in the home run derby? I mean, was that, uh, it was fun. You got you guys were you had the home run derby and the fall starts game. I really enjoyed it as being someone who was covering those events. I thought they were very fun. Community came out. Um, what was that? I mean, was there anything about doing a home run derby? They were like, wow, okay, that was that was harder than I thought it would be, or this like again something that surprised you about it. Um, I was very nervous just because I wanted to win so bad and I wanted to go on like further and I'm not I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like I would have won but I had two home runs called foul 
uh, I talked to the talked to the guy that was doing that, and he was good, <laughs> good sport and good good guy about it. But uh, shout out Rosario who won, and Palmiani did great. Uh, but I mean, I was locked in. I was getting warmed up, and it was so fun. Like that ball flies in Arizona, so. Any like you would miss hit one and it would get out and you'd just be like that's all right let's go let's get in a groove uh, and then all of a sudden you you see Manzardo or uh, hit one like freaking five hundred feet because I don't know the ball just took off it would just fly off everybody's bat and you would hit one solid and you try not to look at it but you want to and it's like you know, I gotta keep swinging. How'd you enjoy the Fall Stars game? I treated it like the home run derby, and it, it <laughs> kind of bit me in the butt. Honestly, <laughs> we put we on a show. yeah, uh, we we kind of got killed. Um, <laughs> it was fun though. Like Victor Scott did his thing, and uh, I don't know. I think the guys had fun. Uh, obviously, you don't like to lose any game, but it's an all star game. So Victor Scott might be the greatest bunter that I've ever seen. Yeah, not a skill that that I can say I'm also good at <laughs> the ability that he has to bunt and get to first base. The, the combination of his bunting ability with his speed. Oh man. He's a fun player to watch. He plays a great center field. Um, and yeah, great base runner. I think a couple times he got a little greedy. I remember one game where he tried to just like hustle home to, he wanted to, he wanted to steal home on the throwback to the pitcher and, that didn't work out too well for him, but he's going to, I mean, I think fans are really going to enjoy watching him when he gets up to the big leagues. I mean, when you have his speed, like who wouldn't try to do that? Yeah. Nobody else was even thinking about it, but you know, he, he believes he can do it. So you might as well try when you're running that fast. And there's not a lot of guys that have that speed and also have the ability to read balls and like take good routes just because they're simply relying on their speed. But I think Vic uses both of them. Uh, like good reads, good routes, and he has a speed, so he's just getting to balls like that. Some people would just really struggle getting to. So How much, it's it's fun watching. Ahead, yeah. How much FIFA are you playing these days? It's it could be said it's an unhealthy amount of time on the game, but <laughs> I'm also going to bed at eight thirty, so it's you know I'm balancing it out. But I I don't know. I spent too much time on that game to be honest. I spent too much time to 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 lose to anybody. <laughs> Are you playing a PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation? So I just got a Nintendo Switch recently, and we had a house at the winter meeting, so we were playing a lot of Mario Kart, a lot Mario of Smash Party. Bros. Yeah, Smash, a lot of Mario Kart, and then we played Mario Party, and it was like me and. Uh, Lance Brozdowski from the Cubs Marquee TV network. And then we had, we had a house of six guys, like a bunch of us, just young dudes want to split an Airbnb and be at the winter meetings. And we had a blast. So we played a lot of that. And I initially got it as like, okay, I'm going to play the switch as like a multiplayer console. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, it is so cold outside. I'm like playing all these super Mario brothers games. It's, it's a great, I mean, there's no shame in, in playing a little bit of video games here when you're in the off season. You gotta you gotta unwind yeah, a little bit somehow. I get locked on the sticks, man. I don't take it. I don't have any shame to be <laughs> on that game. <laughs> and with- dude, I don't like Mario Party to be honest with you, because no you'll Mar- be no, Mario you, Party. no, because you'll be winning, 
And then all of a sudden they do this little like participation thing at the yeah, end. Socialism. They give, yeah. They give freaking stars to the guy that came <laughs> in last place. Like, what are you doing? There's some, uh, there's some of that in Mario Kart too, where it's like, really? okay, we're going to give you the bullet power up so you can go from last to fourth place. And it's just like, yeah, there's uh, the, um, the new Mario party that they, that they made, I think is a little more competitive. There's a little more weight in winning those mini games. But the the other Mario part Marty ah, the other Mario Party that came out on the Switch, the first one, that one it doesn't even matter how well you do in the mini games. The mini games are useless because they give everyone a ton of coins anyways. It's all participation <laughs> trophies. <laughs> the mini games are really fun though, I will say that. Mini games are really fun. Um does anyone do you ever play the Switch or do you have a friend who has a Switch or anything like that? My 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 boy Javi Rivera has a switch and he's is gross on uh, Smash Bros. He's really good at that. I I got my girlfriend uh, a switch. She's been getting into all that Mario, Animal Mario Crossing games. probably. <laughs> I don't know. The girls know. the girls love Animal Crossing. Is she playing uh, Mario Odyssey or uh, Mario? Um, what's the other one? Mario 3D World. She just got, uh, so I just got it for her. She got Mario Party, Mario Kart, and Smash. She she okay, loves Super yeah. Smash Bros. Yeah, the trifecta. Yeah, those are yeah. great games. A lot of fun. Um, you also mentioned to me before we started recording that you're now a big pickleball and spike ball guy. How'd you get into that? Thanks to my my girlfriend plays beach volleyball, <laughs> so it's she's insane at spike ball. And playing with her, obviously, you get better just with people that are just that good at spike ball. And uh, I think every court game of volleyball players or just any, like, tennis player, obviously, be good at pickleball. But, like, any court game uh, just suits her or that type of athlete. So uh, I play pickleball uh, every now and then. My agent loves playing pickleball, and I'm always talking trash to him. Like, like you can't beat me, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> I'd smoke you. Uh, and a spike ball, I just love playing. I just love setting her up, and she, she'll she do, like, this, like, weird, like, spin on the ball, and it hits here, and you think it's going to go this way, but it goes the other way, or, like, she'll, like, pretend it's going to, she's going to hit it this way, and she, like, goes like that right before it hits the net. I don't know. It's weird. I, 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 I enjoy it. How'd you meet your girl? At FAU. Uh, baseball, they would, like, do some co-ed games against beach volleyball and i was like all right i don't really like to socialize i'm not a very good socializer but i'll go uh i'll go play and she showed up uh late i was like you're cute uh-huh. <laughs> and she was a great personality you know it's uh it's helped helped a lot yeah that's one of the things why i I know a lot of these guys are getting into dating apps and Hey, if that works for you, all power to you. Great. I know a lot of people have met their, their match on those apps, but I just couldn't do the apps. Cause I feel like the apps, you miss out on the whole personality thing. That's just such a huge thing of attraction. I think, uh, the biggest thing is get, get someone who loves Jesus just as much as you do. If not more, because then that way they can push you to love Jesus a little more than what you do. Because at the end of the day, 
Like if you if a relationship based on each other, you guys are gonna have a lot of ups and downs, a lot of downs, more downs than ups. But if you're in a relationship where you're both focused on Jesus, then he will put you guys together closer than if you're infatuated with each other. So uh she helped me uh a lot with that. There's a really good book about that. I don't know if you have read any Christian books aside from God's word. Uh, but there's a really good dating book called Outdated by J.P. Picluda. I don't know if you've heard of that book. It's really good. It's it basically saying the same thing that you're saying. Yeah, I I, uh, I struggle to read. I'm, I'm I'm not a good reader, but the Bible books. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll do Harvey Dorfman's uh, The Mental Game of Baseball on the um, Audible. Uh, but I, like I bought an Action Bible, which is kind of like a comic of the Bible. Like uh, just a comic book has some pictures oh, cool. in there, you know, like maybe a little, I'll have a, a bio coloring book next just because that's <laughs> my type of reading level, I guess. <laughs> that's really cool. I didn't know those existed. Um, okay. I'll ask you a few more things and then we'll uh, say goodbye for now. Um, what's God teaching you right now? How's he preparing you for this season? Um, I think he's, I just, I got to be more out of the world and more into the presence of God. Cause you can't be in both, you know, and, 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 and bear the fruits of what God promises you. If you're half foot, like you're one foot in the world and one foot in, in God. So I need, I need to take that foot out of the world more than what I, it is right now just because it, it hinders my my hearing of what God is trying to tell me and teach me and show me and when I, you know when you ask me a question like that I don't really have the answer to it just because I think I'm honestly hindered by my own actions of being one foot in the world so uh, maybe that is to take it out take that foot out so I appreciate the appreciate honesty the there um okay Let's see. Do you have any, what's the faith community like with your team? Is there a chapel? You got some guys that you're able to go to and have community with? We go to Building 28 here in uh, Clearwater, um, or I think Countryside, but that's a good church. It's uh, it's more of like, uh, it talk, it's more of less of like feel good and more of like studying certain chapters in depth uh it's more of like the meat of the uh, yeah. of the Bible instead of like milk, um, which is is totally fine. Like going to a church with more feel good, just because you know I was once there, and uh, but I like more of uh, a deeper. I want to understand more. I'm more of like less emotional character. I want to. You know, some people like a lot of people think like Christianity is this is like cupcake feel good um, thing, and it's the opposite. And it's just that you know the world of deception makes you f- think that it's not. So uh, I like more of uh, you know make you feel less, you know, and submit yourself to God and more of the truth. That's, That's what the building twenty eight is. Yeah, awesome and. uh you know, one more thing we should mention is that your dad was a minor league player. Uh, what is the best advice that he's given to you or the ways that he's helped you in your pursuits of baseball? He, 
although he was a pitcher, like the guy is a mental giant. So I was <laughs> like, he's he helped me with a lot of uh, preparing uh, my mental and uh, the work ethic has to be there, and you gotta want it. And you know, if you wanted to do it, you get it done. Type of uh, teaching, and um, he would always tell me about what he had to go through and how the minor leagues are a grind. And he grew up in that time. He had no idea whether or not uh, the times now would be the times we're in. But he would always say, and and uh, he would always complain about how, like, the minor leagues, you're treated like nothing, um, which honestly was helpful because uh, if you think that it's going to be worse than what it is, you'll be prepared for more. You know, just because it's not as bad as it actually is, but you prepared for that. So, uh, I think uh, he helped me with my work ethic and uh, with uh, the mental toughness part. That's awesome. And is there a uh, major league player that you've modeled some of your game after? Uh, Barry Bonds is a fun, you know, my favorite player. Uh, but. I try not to model and stuff exactly because then it's like Barry Bonds is Barry Bonds. And although like some of my coaches will say like, stop trying to be like Barry Bonds, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you're right. Like you're right. But at the same time, there's some really good qualities that come with trying to, you know, emulate a 500, 500 guy. Um, But obviously I have to be myself. And that's also something I'm, I'm learning like who I am as a player and what more can I do that what other people are not expecting me to do, like run the bases, steal bags, um, trying to unlock those like little tiny uh, um, parts in your game that you didn't probably think you could do, but you're going to try it out. So uh, just playing hard, honestly, is my, it's my model of the game. Very cool. Um, well, I think that's it, Gabriel. I appreciate you opening up. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we say goodbye for now? Anything that you <laughs> come to mind? We did, we did cover it all. Yeah, I think I think we covered it all. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Not much going on up in my head. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. Well, why don't you throw out your Twitter, Instagram, um, your social media handle so people can follow along uh, with your journey and. Um, and promote anything else that you get, that you want to plug. Uh, Instagram is simply how it is here on the screen. It's Gabriel and underscore Rincones Jr. And Twitter, uh, I don't really like Twitter, but if you want to follow <laughs> my Twitter, it's just Gabe Rincones. Uh, yeah. You know what? I got one more question. I was, I was like, I have one more. I remember it. All right. I asked DJ hers this. This is the last one I got for you. 20 years from now. What do you think people will be talking about with your career? How are we? What are people going to be saying about you? Yeah, there's no way this guy's still playing, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and have him have him say that. <laughs> I love it. So, age 42, you'd be entering your age 43 season. You're still out there getting them. Still checks. out there and still competing. You know, on my way out, but still prov- providing. How many World Series rings at that point? Lord knows, but we'll shoot. We'll shoot for three. Three. 
All right. Awesome. Well, Gabriel, thank you so much. This is a blast, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me. All right, y'all. That concludes our conversation with Gabriel Rincones Jr. Uh, should be a lot of fun to see him out there. Uh, spring training is right around the corner. I'll be out in Clearwater area in a little over a month. So I'll get a chance to watch him play probably, you know, grab dinner with him or something like that. But one thing I really admired about Gabriel was his vulnerability and transparency to just share his testimony and talk about his love for Jesus Christ. I mean, that was awesome. That was so cool to hear about and to see and uh, just excited to see what kind of season he has. And obviously he's one of our own, so we'll be pulling for him. Um, Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We'll have more of these conversations, most likely with minor league players, uh, coming out over the next month before camp starts. And maybe we'll have some spilling out into camp, but they'll a lot of these episodes are going to be recorded before these guys get in the full swing of things because they're going to be pretty busy once uh, it's a full go out at spring training. So make sure you guys subscribe to the Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever it is that you get this podcast. Uh, you can follow me on social media. It's at Jack Vita Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, we, like I mentioned, we've also got uh, some reality TV coverage. Check out The Traders on Peacock. Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick, actually the wife of Phillies pitcher Kyle Kendrick. It's funny how it all comes back to the Phillies here. Um, she will be joining me. She was on season one of the Traders. She's also a Survivor legend. She competed three times on Survivor, big time fan favorite, has been on a couple other reality shows as well. Stephanie will be co-hosting a weekly recap of the Traders episodes as they drop after each episode on Peacock. So we'll be doing some recaps and she'll be providing some insight and some commentary and analysis and there's going to be a lot of laughs that'll be had. So, you know, if you're listening to this, I'd, I'd recommend check out the show. If you like this show, check out The Traders and then check out our recaps. It's going to be a fun time. Until our next episode, I'm Jack Vita, bringing the dance to the lobsters. 